I wouldn't be able to sleep. I don't blame you, nigga. I don't blame you. I would be mad too. I would be mad. If, if a nigga ratted and I spend my whole life trying to be a real nigga, I'd be mad too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry. And, for, and, and another thing I want to address. For the King of New York shit, let's cut that out. Little boy, sit down. If you don't got this watch, I'm not beefing with anybody from New York if you don't got this watch. If you don't got this watch right here, you a little boy to me. I'll kiss you on your forehead. You a little boy. Sit down. King's home. It's over. what the king is back the meme king six nine you respect him as such if you got a the problem, troll god the troll god how can we not give a shout out to our mans it's only <laughs> right uh but anyways welcome to you mad it's a meme podcast the podcast where we discuss the things you thought you gave a fuck about this week this week we're your favorite podcast in 95 mass we stopping the covid <laughs> one one motherfucker at a time but this is your boy Chuck and Jordan. But yeah, man, uh, we're we're here <laughs> to discuss the things you're not going to care about in a week or ten days or whenever we post because it's been a little sporadic. It's <laughs> like going on. Yeah, people are starting <clears throat> working. They opened up Dallas. Uh, I'm figuring out this baby shit, you know. So we're here. Consistent is still key, but. I had to call an audible it's a few days late <laughs> but uh a few housekeeping miss brady first and foremost anybody who's listening any of our new followers because our facebook got a little buzz out of nowhere it really did <laughs> i don't know if that was because my brother had posted a review and that's could, what i was wondering yeah, but he's done it before and it didn't pop like that yeah but we've we've been getting a little traction so anybody's new to the facebook hey welcome it's your favorite Hello? interracial best friend couple that people have been <laughs> wondering how did this shit happen for years. <laughs> but it, it's, it's cool. Uh, secondly, uh, what have you been doing in this COVID I world? I am officially off furlough and going back to work. Can't wait to contract COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a lot of crazy ass parameters in line we're one of 13 stores in the entire country that's opening we are the guinea pigs for the rest of the company um and we start tomorrow so i'll let y'all know if these karens are out here wilding which i think they will be but we'll see yeah did you see the karen uh acting a fool at the uh red lobster right it was everybody's waiting and they fucked around and told her it was a three-hour wait and they had to push her ass outside she was causing so <laughs> much shit so you can't Body slam Karen's all 2020. Bruh, because I feel like they're the, they're the cause for COVID anyways. Somehow, yeah. some way, it was a Karen in Wuhan, China that got upset and said, fuck it, I'll just release this shit to everybody. And they put that <laughs> shit on some pigeons and left. Some pigeons. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think that could spread fucking COVID. So, yeah, we are. Um, we went from saying that people had to wear masks to come in the store 
to having like a company-wide conversation about getting killed. So then we decided that the wording will be highly recommend, but we will not force anybody, but we will be suggesting and have masks to give out if people don't want to. Um, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> we already got a lot of pushback on our social media. Our CEO posted on Instagram about it, and <laughs> the comments were all about, you will not force me to wear a mask, and I won't be shopping you with any more, a la the Costco, the banned Costco situation that's happening. Because um, people don't want to wear masks, and they really think <laughs> that it is a major violation of freedom to ask them to wear a mask because the CDC said I, you might want to. <laughs> uh, there's a few things that we need to unpack with that. Uh, number one, this is I feel like the people saying I'm not wearing a mask are the same people who are anti-vaxxers. That's my first thought. <laughs> my second thought mm-hmm. is, fuck the mask. I feel like a dumbass anytime I wear them, but I'm going to wear that goddamn mask just in case. And the mm-hmm. third thing is, there was a tweet that I seen the other day, and it was like, uh, America's the only place that uh, just got tired of COVID and said, fuck it, and start going back outside. That's exactly nope. what happened. Everybody was like, all right, six <laughs> weeks enough. Like, let's get this shit over with. If we die, we die. Fuck it. The economy got to last. Yep. Pretty much. I'd so. rather... That's what... Um, I saw another tweet that was like, don't get it twisted. They weren't. They didn't open things back up because they were losing less lives. They were opening things back up because they were losing more money. Yeah. And and that's all yeah. it really is, man. The the it's right just wing so is just yeah. It it is what it is. Uh, but at the end of the day, you control your own destiny. You don't have to go back outside. You don't have to go back to that job. You can, you know, figure out other ways uh, of income. Hopefully. Uh, is, let's put that out there, but you know, don't don't put yourself in jeopardy for coin, man. There's always another way. I would think. Well, we'll see. I'm not fighting with nobody at the door. It is what it is. They, if a Karen, a Susan, a Tabitha, a Jasmine. What's a ghetto black woman name? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> one of those. If they come in and you know on their shit. Let them, let them be with that shit. Your name need to be Bennett. And I'm keeping this mask <laughs> on. Uh, any more housekeeping? Um, I think that's it. I'm back by myself. I was quarantined with my parents, but since I'm going to be going back and forth, I'm not about to expose them to that. So, now I'm truly quarantined. <laughs> right. On my own. <clears throat> uh, and that's good. Living a single. We're going to get through a podcast where you don't fucking sing. Because <laughs> it's enough. You don't like my singing, Jordan? Not in the slightest. Some, somebody likes it out there. Number one, Diva wants me to sing for her all the time. Let's start there. Sick, that's the only person. Boy, love makes you so blind. Hey, man. It is what it is. <laughs> Fuck it. All right, so it's enough housekeeping. Nothing else is going on. So we, we need to talk about our commander-in-chief, the uh, meme master, 6 9 <laughs> he, he has been released. If you couldn't tell from our opening intro, that was his Instagram Live, telling everybody that the king is back. 
And somehow, <laughs> some way, the way we we live our lives, we had to acknowledge him and put him back in the mix in the fold of things. And it boggles so, me. So, yeah. So this week he went on Instagram Live to address everything and just talk and go on live like everybody else is doing. And then he also dropped a video, which is kind of a wild ass video. Yeah. Um, as his like entrance back into the game which everybody kind of wondered would he do would he bounce back from this would he bounce back from what the amount of snitching that he did what it would do to his reputation and what we learned is it didn't do a fucking thing to his reputation right nor his sales (laughs) If, if you remember jordan we had a whole uh you know back and forth a few episodes ago is what is six nine gonna do when he gets out Hopefully he learns from this and he can turn his shit around and become a better artist and, uh, you know, talk to the youth about, you know, what it is about gang violence and all of this shit. This motherfucker <laughs> negated all that. Yeah, and prison ain't went, humble him in a, at all. <laughs> exactly. He went right back to his bullshit. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not here for it, but I'm not not here for it. Like, he's giving... It makes- since for 2020 honestly yeah it's par for the course at this point <laughs> exactly so uh meek mill says that he has beef for him uh <laughs> he got smoke when he see him it's trouble but you gotta remember but they ain't gonna see each other for months <laughs> that and uh, you gotta remember meek mill was popping all this shit about drake and it's kind of fake because meek mill is all supposed to be about this prison reform and i am a new man and I have the sun on the way. So I don't want to hear Meek Mill talk about he got smoke for anybody. He <laughs> got smoke for uh, a blunt or a cigar. That's it. <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg came out and talked shit about Meek Mill. Basically any gangster rapper that actually lived the life is is upset. But Gangster rappers and one of your favorite rappers of all time, Chet Hanks, also had something to say. <laughs> what the What did Chet have to say? He, um... Did he talk in Patois? <laughs> I don't think he did. Okay. I think he let that go. Um, and you know, his dad is recovering right now. He put up several Instagram stories just about how 6 9 wasn't real and did all this snitching and he doesn't deserve to, like, be chill. He deserves to, like, be in fear. Mm. He said... He literally told you on the stand that the gangster image was just a persona to boost my career, only to get out talking about upping 100 shots at the chicken spot. And y'all still going for it. People see a bunch of jewelry and diamond teeth and numbers on Instagram and actually believe dude is really happy as fuck living the life. All I see is fear. And he basically called him insecure for like <laughs> several Instagram stories. And all 6 9 back said back was wishing his dad a speedy recovery. <laughs> <laughs> but... Th- this is what we have to realize about rappers in general, especially thug rappers. Most of the time, nine out of ten, eight out of ten times, that is a personification uh, the same way an actor will play a role in a movie is what rappers do for music, i.e. Tupac was never a fucking thug. He was a ballet dancer, an actor that ended up falling into a personification of a thug. 
Rick Ross was a correctional officer and took up the role of Freeway, Freeway Rose as a rapper. It's rappers all throughout history that come up with this idea and then they just embody it and just roll with it. And then you then that kind of transition into like the little Uzis and the the freedom motherfuckers would be like, nigga, I don't care. I'm weird and I rap. But in the 90s, half of that shit was fake. <laughs> Unless you like Snoop Dogg or Suge Knight, like them were real niggas. But like and Ice Cube with no the other hard nigga, you, you just some kid that joined the group. Like, and then the other thing that has always been like a, a, the biggest, phoniest part was the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s is all the videos and the cars and the clothes and the houses and all of that was all rented. Not to say that it still doesn't happen now, but the we see now all these people going into litigation over contracts because they were making no money at that time. And literally all the songs and videos were about extravagant things, which has always been a part of the music, but it was always was for sure fake at that point. Because if you look at all of the different problems that people have had here in the last years, trying to get the rights to their songs, there's no way they could have even had the money, much less everyone has said, we ain't had the money. The label paid for that. The label rented that. That was for the video type shit. Or, you know, people blew all their money and then didn't have nothing to sit back on after the fact. Right. So with all that being said, that rappers are fake. All this is bullshit. Can you be upset at 6 9 for getting out and pulling the same stunt if he's going to continue to further his career in whatever way he feels fit? Um, I think it was convenient for him that everyone's kind of in the house right now to be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, I, I snitched. Now what? Back to my same shit. Y'all not going to yeah. do nothing. Because, because if, no one knows where you are. Except for that white girl. Did you see the video that someone posted? Bruh, it's happened twice. He has <laughs> been in locations. It was one in, uh, not Rhode Island, uh, Staten Island. And then there was another location. <laughs> That fans are snitching because it's wild that six nine is just in your neighborhood recording shit in the suburbs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Under house not arrest. Not exactly hard to recognize. <laughs> exactly. Uh, another thing six nine said I thought was interesting uh, when it came to him snitching uh, on the stand, he was like, "Why would I be loyal?" To the guys who tried to kidnap me, the guys who tried to kill my family, the guys who fucked my baby mother, the guys who did X, Y, and Z. Why would I be loyal to the street rules if they did this to me before I got locked up? Like so, That's some shit his girlfriend posted uh, while he was locked up too, which I find interesting. Almost to the T, they've said the same thing over and over again. So like, yeah. clearly someone talked to him <laughs> at some point and now this is their mantra. Like, Probably it's his fine. lawyer. I don't need to be responsible for that anymore. Yeah, that's probably what his lawyer was like. Listen, here's why you need to go back on all of them and that they don't care about you. X, Y, and Z happened. They don't fuck with you. So live your life and let's snitch. Otherwise, you're fucked. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I'm I'm not necessarily a fan of 6 ix music. I'm a fan of his online antics. I feel like he's the epitome of like 2019 2020 like if shit gets crazy like it just looks six nine-esque wild uh so i'm a fan of that but like i don't have to listen to his music it's, it's really for so, the white suburb kids 
yeah, we'll come back to that. But speaking okay. of his music, did did you watch the video? The video for the song Gooba? I didn't. I watched them cheeks <laughs> for 45 seconds and then I clicked off of it. <laughs> so the video broke the record for most viewed hip-hop video in a 24-hour period. And it is now up to 61 million. Damn. 67 million views. And the record was previously held by Eminem for his diss song on Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> if you think um, about it, 6 ix 9 touches, he touches a lot of bases. Suburban whites, hip-hop, fringe people looking in. Because no matter how you look at it, this motherfucker <laughs> comes out and comes with a music video. The least you're going to do is click on it. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. counts as a view. I will say, like, as much as I don't want to give him any type of, like, clout, the video is kind of worth watching. It's pretty fucking funny. The song is terrible, but the video is hilarious. Outside of the fact that there's giant booties, like, bouncing in your face the entire time. By the That's end of the it, best there's, like, part. There's a part where his hair gets caught in his umbrella, and then there's a part where, like, they show off his ankle breaks a bunch of times. And... <laughs> really funny and i'm not gonna lie to you i've been running around this week with the line stuck in my head are you dumb stupid or dumb yeah <laughs> that's been stuck in my head all week and every time something dumb happens that's all i can think is are you dumb stupid or dumb <laughs> that that is what that man does pivotal he, bars yeah man he is <laughs> the internet and we have to respect him don't listen to him don't support him but that man has embodied the internet as a rapper, and I don't think anybody does it better than him. It's the same thing we were talking about before. It really doesn't matter what he does. The fact is, like as far as what we would find dis- um, dishonorable, because we aren't the ones that are pushing the game. Like we're not the we're not the the motivators or the reason why the music industry does what it does anymore. Yeah. The music industry doesn't give a fuck about our opinions anymore because we are outside of that 15 to 25 demographic. And them motherfuckers love him. <laughs> yeah. And, that's and this is literally... And it, it gives all of them hope because before there was this idea that the like coward who pretends to do something for attention but then backs out and rats Um, is like the worst person on earth. So you don't want to be that. But he just proved that you can do that and survive. And so there's just a whole bunch of like shitty, scared, insecure motherfuckers who would love to do, pretend to be gangster for fun, for attention, but not have to deal with any of the like actual seriousness of it. And he just proved that you can. You might get kidnapped once or twice. (laughs) But you'll make it out on the other side just fine. Well, I think it's because, like you said, he his target is the Gen Xers. Gen Z. Z. We do this every yeah, time. Gen Z. Uh, he couldn't have did that with our generation, and damn sure not the generation before. So, uh, he. but I feel like he is one of one. I don't think anybody else can then yeah. jock his style because then they'll be like, oh, he's just trying to be like 6ix9ine. But 6ix9ine yeah. has, number one, stapled itself with some real big artists, songs with Kanye, songs with so many, Nicki Minaj, so many other artists to make him uh, solidified as an artist. 
But then once you throw in the antics, then he becomes like a comedian slash pseudo icon, whatever the fuck. So he's able to pull off stunts because he's touching so many different bases and genres. I don't think anybody else can pull off what he does. No, nope. period. And that's what I'm saying. That and that's what they don't realize is they see themselves in somebody, and they think that they can be that. But what they don't understand is if he is not a good rapper, if he is not a stand up man, doesn't matter because he does do something that no one else does, and you can't take that away from yeah. him. And that's what's going to keep him around. And we talked about this last time is that he would not be around in another ten years. Um. His genre of people may not be around in, the, in another 10 years, but I think we're going to be seeing him in the same lane as, like, Soulja Boy. <laughs> yeah, as a lane that created itself and stopped, but it was still a lane nonetheless. Like, I don't think, like, little Pump, little so-and-so, all the face tatted motherfuckers, we're not really going to know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but we'll know what 6 9 is doing, if he's yeah. not dead. <laughs> that is very true. Because he, he is playing a, a dangerous game. At the end of the day, like it's all funny and haha, whatever. And that's, I think, the thing that is also so stressful is that the people that are messing with him and like him still are teenagers and young teenagers that have no idea what he's talking about and are never going to know unless they insert themselves into that and don't realize how dangerous it is. And I think that's the other thing that's so frustrating for like adults that are watching it happen is that it's so irresponsible. (laughs) And like, it doesn't matter how many times you say that, because if you say something is dangerous, off putting, and you shouldn't do it, that 15, 60 year old is going to be like, Oh really? And it's going to be like crack for them. They'll be like, but I want more of it. (laughs) And I want to do it now. Cause you said I can't and I shouldn't. (laughs) I knew it was over and the game got flipped upside down when there was a YouTube video Asking the six nine break street code with three little white boys sitting on the couch <laughs> and it had three hundred and fifty thousand views. I was like, Yeah, this shit this shit washed. This shit is beyond <laughs> me. It is is a whole different universe. Yeah. So uh six nine may be killed, but you wanna know who else got killed? Who almost got their shit murked? Stop. <laughs> Go ahead. That's one hell of a segue. Hey man. You think you're playing defense till your wife pulls out that offensive weapon in this motherfucker. <laughs> Earl Thomas almost got his shit murked for the wildest reasons. Because he was <laughs> cheap. Oh, with his brother. Was, with his brother. Which is <laughs> a lot of questions. Not too many answers. Uh, so if you don't know the story, Earl Thomas who was, uh, got his notoriety for being uh, the strong safety or the free safety for the Seattle Seahawks. He now plays for the Baltimore Ravens. He is a perennial all-star. He does his job very well. Uh, he is apparently married, but I guess you wouldn't know if you <laughs> ask his brother because him and his brother get an Airbnb. And they during are, COVID. During COVID. Uh, and they are caught in the bed by Earl Thomas's wife. Earl Thomas's wife has a gun. Wait, with other women. They weren't with each other. They were just oh, in oh, the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, semantics. Sure. It was just a fact that a lot of people were like, why is his brother there too and in the bed together? Anyway, continue. Wait, 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 wait. Because I, I, I got a little caveat. I don't think they were in the bed together. I just think they were in beds with women. Okay. I don't think they were all foursome in a bed because that would be real you, wild. The way the articles read is that they were both in the bed. 
Hmm. But continue. More questions than answers. So, uh, <laughs> Earl Thomas's wife uh, does some real FBI investigative investigation research, whatever. Uh, finds the location of the Airbnb. Uh, she pulls the, up there with a gun. She thought she was going to scare her husband, so she has the gun. She takes out the clip with the ammunition, and she goes up to Earl, points the gun at his head, trying to scare him for cheating. We don't know if he was cheating because, number one, black men don't cheat. But they were all in the bed, uh, and she had the gun pointed at his head, not knowing that there was one gun in the chamber, or one bullet in the chamber. One gun in the chamber. (laughs) One bullet in the chamber. So if she would have actually pulled the you know trigger, she could have potentially shot her husband uh, to death. But I believe the safety was on, right? So they kind of <laughs> eased the, the issue. But it was the fact that a bullet was still in the fucking gun. And she didn't even have enough sense to have gun knowledge to know that uh, you don't fuck around like that with no goddamn gun. That ain't no water gun, my guy. It's not a pistol. Uh, uh, not a pistol. Uh, um, a BB gun. It's not a BB gun, chica. <laughs> so what pissed me off about the whole situation because Earl Earl did you know come up with a rebuttal and said you know this is you know me and my wife's situation. Uh, I really didn't want this to get out. TMZ got a hold of it. Whatever, whatever. Uh, I just want y'all to pray for me, and that's what you do when you you're a cheater. You just tell your friends to pray for you because you know you're going through some shit. They said he pulled a shaggy. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me. Uh, But my thing is, like, I understand. No, I never understand a woman's retaliation when it comes to, like, physical stuff or, like, abuse, whatever. Like, a woman scorned or, you know, uh, crimes of passion. Like... Most of the time, this shit ain't called for. But, dog, like, you didn't have to pull up so, there with a gun. Yeah, so where he's going with this is the immediate reaction online was that it seemed as though the female population celebrated her actions and immediately was like, do you think, sis? <laughs> and, which is a problematic opinion of the situation. But it seemed that she was celebrated for her actions, whereas the immediate response from the male population that does the debating with everybody whenever it gets like that i rarely try to hop in on the debate because there's just no it's just stupid was just like if that was a man if a man had done that there's no way that we could have sat here and celebrated it yeah and that's one of them crazy double standards really this is the uh epitome of like two double standards going against each other because men are Mm -hmm. typically uh allowed to cheat Without getting away with... Especially athletes and musicians. Yeah, the motherfuckers who bring all the money to the table. If they bought the table, motherfucker, they can eat another bitch off of it. Is how it typically should go. Uh, (laughs) And the epitome of like a woman scorned gets to do whatever the fuck they want. Because you Mm -hmm. shouldn't have did her wrong to begin with. Uh, What's what's the movie with the four women? Uh, Waiting to Excel? Mm -hmm. Waiting to Excel all over the place. Burning up houses (laughs) and fires and cars and shit. So... It's interesting to see the two contrasts, but I still got to say, like, fuck them up if you have to, 
but not the goddamn gun, bruh. This nigga makes $15 million a year. You can't just divorce him and take half his money? I was about to say, I'm curious if she has a prenup. <laughs> oh. Um, That's some real I married you for love type shit. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, it's just not okay. It's not okay to get physical with anybody for any reason whatsoever. Doesn't matter who's doing the physical action, period. It's abuse. It is yeah. what it is. Um, but yeah, the internet really blew up and it really was a lot of women who were very supportive of her actions. And I was yeah. like, damn, that's cold. It's cold, that's tasteless, man. Women do better. If y'all wanna be the change, lead the way and don't let this shit happen. Okay, he he got an Aaron B and B. Okay, he may or may not have been in the bed with his brother and the bitches. Okay, you had to do the investigative research to find his location, but bring the baseball bat, sis. You ain't got to bring the Glock nine. See now, now you not with you the support the behavior. I mean, would you rather get shot or get hit with a baseball bat? That's not the question. That's not the question at hand. The fact is that none of it should happen, regardless of your actions. Well, I'm entertaining the double standard of a woman scorned gets to do do damage. So you got to do some damage. I mean, she slapped him a couple times. That's how he got the gun from her. Oh. Good thing he played uh, defense and knows how to... (laughs) Swim. Swim move. (laughs) Because if he was an offensive (laughs) lineman, he probably would be... R.I.P. right now, man. No hands. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just fucking crazy. I can't imagine pointing a gun at anybody's head unless I was, like, threatened physically mm-hmm. anyway for me to just do that. But I'm also very, like, I'm never, I'm big on walking away from an argument before you do something stupid and regrettable. Because it, it just makes no sense to me to, like, possibly ruin your life over a moment of passion. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what it is. So I don't know. I've never ever ruined someone's property or their phys- or physically came after like their body in any way in an argument. But I we've talked about multiple times like I am a ghost. So yeah. in all situations, I would I'll just disappear Poof. before it gets to that. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I'm real nonchalant, and that leads to a lot of crazy shit in me and my wife's past. Now we know how to handle it, but yeah, it's been some wild shit for me not answering questions on the timely matter. So I don't want to say I get it, but I can empathize. I understand. Uh, That's yeah. the other thing that I don't think a lot of people understand either is if you want to make somebody mad, let them know that you know and then do nothing about it and like act like you don't care. That gets somebody so heated. Like there's... <laughs> There's nothing that will feed the fire more of like, damn, they know that I, I'm like doing this. And they don't give a fuck and then just leave. Like if she would have just left his ass, he would have been hurt. If she had been like, motherfucker, I know what you're doing. You're nasty. You're trash. And then left. He would have been hurt. He would try to act like he wasn't hurt. But he, for you to marry someone and live with them all the time, that was his bottom bitch, a.k.a. He would have been hurt. But think about this, B. What if she had nowhere to go? What if this was literally Earl made all the money and she was just there to be a cheerleader? So where the fuck she gonna go? And they signed a prenup. What if it was, it's Earl or nothing? And her name is on the life insurance policy. So that's why she that tried was... to shoot that nigga. 
That was dumb as fuck on her part. <laughs> There's a lot My of really story. bad decisions made long before this situation happened. If you marry a rich man, are you signing a prenup? I might. But I also have something to bring to the table. Like, even if he has all the money, I'm I'm going to be okay if it don't work out. Put it like that. Hmm. Okay. Everybody can't be a rich white lady, Jordan. <laughs> you know who would have beat Earl Thomas' wife ass if they would have ran up with a gun? Who? Mike motherfucking Tyson. <laughs> Boom. Mike Tyson is the most dangerous motherfucker on the world. <laughs> with no guns. With no guns. He needs nothing. No knives. So if you don't know, number one, if you don't know who Mike Tyson is, stop the podcast right now because you are <laughs> Just insane. turn it off. You are insane. Turn it off. <laughs> but uh, Mike Tyson is now, what, 53? Uh, sure. He's been battling demons. It's been a bunch of uh, podcasts he's been on where... He said he feels like nothing, and he, he feels like he lost a piece of himself uh, with all the things and drugs and wild shit, and beating Robin Givens' ass and all that shit. He's uh, lost a piece of himself. So, I guess in order for him to find that piece, he is beginning to start training again. And uh, even before we get to him, like, the actual training video we have in reference, there, there's other videos out there of him, like, Showing people like the proposition of boxing and like how to make certain moves in a ring and shit. And that looked crazy. And he was out of shape when he was doing that. Yeah, he was just like shadow boxing, just yeah. showing a move. <laughs> and now that this motherfucker is in shape and is like doing the sparring and the hidden pads with a person, it looks like the video is sped up to the point to where he's bionic man. Like it makes no sense <laughs> for someone that old to be that good. And was one of the dangerous men in the, like, early 90s, whatever, late 80s, early 90s. Like, Mike Tyson, if he gets back in the ring, because they're saying he might fight Vander Holyfield, Tyson's <laughs> going to kill Holyfield. He, like, actually might kill him. And Holyfield whooped Tyson ass. <laughs> That's the crazy <laughs> part. Holyfield beat Tyson ass. But I think if Tyson and Holyfield get in the ring right now... uh. It, it's not going to be pretty, bruh. And what we're referencing is Tyson blew up the internet with a video on Instagram of him just sparring with a partner with pads. Who uh, The dude with the pads is barely like taking the hits, and he trains with them every day. And he finishes the video by just turning to the camera and saying, I'm back, looking like a damn lion about yeah. to go on the prowl. And what's funny is I just went to his page. The video before that is an interview with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah. Another bad motherfucker. And two of the craziest people to ever walk through the 90s. Mike Tyson the thing and is, Rodman. Mike Tyson is really having like a second coming. Like a, a renaissance. Yeah. Like he's in all these businesses. He's got all these different creator projects. I mean, this whole time he's had the cartoon. <laughs> and um, other little creative projects behind the scenes. But now it really seems like he's fully, like, back in shape, involved in stuff. Him and Joe Rogan hang tight, so they always talking on the podcast and shit. And it's just cool to see somebody who, the rise and fall and rise again over four decades. And Mike Tyson. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm, I'm curious. I really would love, I would pay money 
real real life pay per view money to see him do a three round sparring exhibition whatever with whoever the fuck he can find. I don't care if it's a baby gorilla. I'm paying for <laughs> Mike Tyson to see that shit again. Because that's one of the things I wish I could have always seen live, like a Tyson fight. Mm-hmm. Like being able to drink and like chill and smoke in an actual bar and not vaping shit. You know what I'm saying? Real 90s shit. And watch Tyson watch fuck somebody up. <laughs> yeah. The closest we get is like John Jones or Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey when she was doing it. But it wasn't Tyson. Mm-mm. It wasn't, nigga, I'm going to take your soul. I'm going to eat your babies. I'm going to make you eat my ass. I'm going to make you love me, boy. All praise due to Allah. That nigga <laughs> said that to somebody. And then beat their ass afterwards. Like, sheesh. I can only imagine. Also, Jamie Foxx is playing him in a biopic? Yeah. Interesting. I watched Jamie Foxx do an interview, and he was talking about his impressions and how they work. And he was talking about how the Mike Tyson impression has evolved yeah, into like a more, much more relaxed version of what it used to be, which I thought was interesting. It was man. Jamie Foxx is underrated. One of the, the goats, a triple threat can act, sure. sing and, uh, damn, what was the comedy acting and do comedy. Mm-hmm. So, one of my favorite people. Also, fancy, uh, what's her name? Garcelle DeVoe yeah. is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right now. Doing what? Getting a, a Real Housewives chick. <laughs> oh, she's on the show? Yeah, she's a housewife. I might have to watch that. Yep, and she just sits there and goes to her interview and goes, rich white women. What can you do with them? <laughs> Almost every episode so far, she's been like, these bitches too white for me, but I'm here. <laughs> Boy. God. She was always fine as shit. <laughs> she's single. And on the Housewives. How are you single on the Housewives? <laughs> uh, she's an ex-wife, I guess. I'm a risk it all. <laughs> and I ain't signing a prenup. <laughs> I'm getting all that uh, Jamie Foxx show money. <laughs> what else we got, B? Um, well, your favorite, your other favorite, had a baby this week. They had the baby? Oh, you have not been paying attention, my a son. Little, a little bit. I know that they were trying to name this baby an alien. No, not no trying. It's named that. I thought the California state wasn't going to let it happen. As far as I know, that well, maybe they didn't. So the ba- so Elon Musk and Grimes had their baby and then had the intention of naming it something that is not pronounceable. <laughs> so maybe they didn't, but it doesn't matter because the memes were insatiable. So here's the other thing. Even if they don't let them name that baby that, it doesn't matter because that's the baby's name now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The internet got a hold of it. It's bad now. Everyone's calling that (laughs) the baby's name by that. Try to pronounce it. XCA12, but only because there's a character in there that is not really used in English that I know is pronounced a different way, and I can't remember how it's pronounced. A, X, A, 
A12, XE, A12. Moral of the story, Elon Musk gave his son the name of an alien. And what's more (laughs) sci-fi than that? And the memes are hilarious. You can create a rocket ship that can go to outer space and back. Cool. You can create a car that can drive itself. Awesome. But are you really sci-fi until you name your son with the aliens and name theirs? <laughs> Grimes explained on Twitter that the first X is a reference to the unknown variable commonly used in mathematical sums. <laughs> that poor baby. Um... There is an explanation. I'm going to try to find it. And then the name also includes references to the couple's favorite aircraft, an SR-17. And the elven spelling the elven spelling of AI. That's how you pronounce it. As in like artificial intelligence. So AI. that baby name. Math. XAI-A12. Math, undefined variable, spaceship. Undefined variable. <laughs> so someone <laughs> spelled it out. X, the unknown variable. That AE character, my elven spelling for AI, love and or artificial intelligence. A-12 is the precursor to the SR-17, our favorite aircraft. No weapons, no defenses, just speed. Great in battle, but nonviolent. Plus another A, which equals Archangel, my favorite song. And then an X, Metal Rat. I don't even know what that means. I don't think it gets any whiter than that. (laughs) That's peak whiteness. That's clear. (laughs) That is the definition of the clears. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. When you're a billionaire, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, Kanye do whatever the fuck kid, you want. His children, north, south, east, west. <laughs> Same. I mean, right. Some. Fucking Jay-Z named that baby Blue. I, I just... So what are we calling it every day? Day to day. Whenever you need to get that motherfucker's attention. When you're being nice, do you do, you do the full strain when you're mad in the future? That is. Then again, it won't be their problem because someone else will be the one handling it. It's going to be a nanny accurate. or somebody. So they're going to have to come up with just a different nickname. <laughs> Called a little baby xylophone. Can you imagine getting that in your role in school as a teacher? Ooh. They told me he was coming. But also, I don't think that'll be a teacher's problem because that's going to be a privately tutored child. That child will not be receiving any kind of education from these brainwashed <laughs> educators in a classroom well to keep it a book elon musk is one of the brightest minds in the united states to say the least right so you would think the baby would be advanced enough to be like a college at 16 or some shit <laughs> i just think this maybe this is the baby that cures cancer elon musk maybe. Has, you know figured out hyperspeed why can't this baby take it a step further it cures cancer because it's a robot. It's not an actual baby. Bruh, this is the only way. It makes too much <laughs> sense now. Did but then, we even see Grimes pregnant? 
it cures cancer by wiping out the human race is what it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Just get rid of, of the entire strain and then you don't have to worry about the mutation. Damn. <laughs> you took it there. That was I'll be dark. dead next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know Elon hears everything. <laughs> we better respect him. <laughs> Elon, don't take it serious. She's had a long day. We love oh, little bo- <laughs> We love your baby. <laughs> the memes are funny though because they're all just like alien babies. <laughs> oh yeah. Coming in the kitchen asking for milk. <laughs> or just putting up random shit, trying to have them eat it. Shit, Skittles, M and M's, and water. All in a bowl. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of all in a bowl, did you see this, this little? I wish I had a, my daughter so I can do this dumbass challenge. The be oh. patient. Yes. Be patient. <laughs> did you see? Where you, you just leave your child in a room and tell them not to eat something very tempting until they're back. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was D Wade and Gab Union. Their baby. Bruh. That baby, all, I don't want to say funny looking. She, it it's weird for me to see babies not happy. I always got questions. I know my baby might be the same way, so I might need to stop. But uh, like babies who don't smile a lot just bother me. And D Wade baby is that just just looking. And so Gab had sat her down. And I was like, "Don't eat any, okay?" And then she's not talking yet, so she's like, "Da da 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 da." da. She's like, don't eat any. And D-Way recording. And as soon as Gab walks away, she just picks up the candy and starts eating it. I was like <laughs> chips or cookies or something. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck. Because all the ones I saw, they didn't actually eat it. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Caitlin? Kylie? Chloe? Oh, yeah. Kylie did it, yeah. Yeah, with Stormy, right? Mm-hmm. That baby was the highest in the room. <laughs> stay patient. Be patient. Uh, Kim did it with uh, North. North is the oldest. One of one of the babies. I think Kim did it too. North is not a baby at all anymore. Okay, North grown. North mm-hmm. paying taxes and shit. Nope. North got properties. While you playing, she probably do. She definitely does. Wait, they she bought her a house, or was it Stormy? <laughs> I don't know. One of the Kardashians bought one of their children a house. I think it was Stormy. I think Travis Scott bought Stormy a house. I mean, set your kids up for the future. Man, I'm jealous. <laughs> I can't even get my daughter a room together, let alone buy a whole motherfucking house. <laughs> Sheesh. I'm dry hating. Fuck that. <laughs> but yeah. I saw that. It was cute. It was kind of torturous to watch. Like, damn. Yeah. I was thinking about me and the fat-ass child I was. I wouldn't have done it because I would have been scared to get in trouble, but I would have been sad. <laughs> yeah, that would have been me. No, I would definitely would have ate the candy. You would have done it. Hell yeah. Just fuck it. Fight me. I'll deal with consequences later. I want this shit now. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I wish I was around my godson so I could try to pull it off and see if we can make him not eat the candy. Uh... <laughs> But I mean, that was a cool little trending, trending something. Oh, you like that one, huh? Yeah, I like that one. But I saw I, that one on TikTok. Oh, it, it's a few TikToks that I'm in love with. I'm actually opening the app and finding, looking for the hashtags. 
the stank walk challenge. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. Where you just walk in stank and it'll be like uh, crab legs are free. And they walk in and stank like they finna eat. And then it says with the purchase of. And then they just walk backwards like they ain't see the shit. Or uh, enter the club free till 1130. And they walking in like they finna go in. And then it's 1131. So you like walk out like fuck that. <laughs> I got to show you, man. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Cause I still haven't downloaded TikTok after our um, our rant session last week. <laughs> See, you you ain't you ain't here for the culture, bro. You supposed to have that shit downloaded at the the ready. We literally just talked about how it's not for us, so I don't do it. But still, <laughs> yeah, I definitely haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, so. It's a whole challenge and the, the song is tricky. Or the uh, album challenge, where it's like some little stupid topic and you just recreate the album cover with the the title of the song. Like, I wanted to do one with Rick Ross, but I'm not downloading TikTok. So, I, I'm not creating a TikTok. I, I can never. That's where you draw the line? I, I just can't. But I may go viral, but nah. <laughs> but yeah, I am no. going to start this OnlyFans. One so of be, these days. Be prepared. Charlie need diapers. <laughs> what would you do if your dad was at home crying all the time? Too much. What else we got? Well, speaking of these kids, it's one kid out here winning this week thanks to the gift of the internet and going viral. Okay, so explain the origins of the story. So, Lloyd. Little Adrian in Utah just decided he wanted a Lamborghini and had played enough racing games that he felt like he could drive a car. So he hopped in a car. I think he's 10, 10 or 11. He got his parents' keys when they were looking, hopped in a car, took off, and got three miles away from the house. And then he got stopped because he was going 35 on the highway. But he was going to drive to California to go buy a Lamborghini is what he thought he was going to do. And then the cops brought him home. Now, in the meantime, of course, there's absolutely no news happening right now. So that went immediately to the news and it blew up and all these different people have been reaching out to him, trying to talk to him, trying to see him. He's gotten to get inside. He rode around in a Lamborghini, just like a local person who owned one, said he was impressed by his, um, impressed by like his taking the initiation to like actually do, do what he put his mind to. So he went over there. He said, I'm absolutely inspired by the principles that he displayed of success, knowing what he wants and going after it. So he went over and uh, let him ride around the car. And then another dealer went and got him and took him and let him go sit in a bunch of different sports cars. So like Lamborghinis, Ferraris, whatever. And then he's met all these different celebrities in person too, even though it's Corona right now. And he's just living a fucking life. Meanwhile, his parents are trying to <laughs> discipline him <laughs> because they said that the parents won't be getting charged with neglect or anything. Like the kid literally just like was being a little shit and took off. And so the parents said he will be getting punished. But like, what the fuck can you do? All these celebrities keep keep reaching out. <laughs> this this is what you do, Jordan. You take that Xbox or that PlayStation Four. Wait, let me let me backtrack. 
I have never, ever, ever, ever been a type that's like kids or video games influence kids. I feel like parents and the environment shapes more than something you can uh, control and fabricate with a fucking box. But what kids his age like to do is play Grand Theft Auto. So in his mind, so that's why I do believe in ESRB though. I feel like you should label games and only that age group should play it. Or at least like 18 and up, sure, like 16, you kind of get shit, play the 18 and up game. 10-year-olds shouldn't be playing games that are made for 18-year-olds because that caused him. He could have caused a fucking wreck, like mm-hmm. a bad one, especially mm-hmm. that was in what, L.A., right? Utah. Utah. He was, right. was going to go to California. Okay. So ain't nobody driving to Utah like that. They are Mormons. But the if <laughs> just imagine if he was like in Dallas or in Los Angeles or Atlanta, somewhere with there crazy traffic. There are big cities in, in Utah, fam. <laughs> Salt Lake City, but they ain't doing nothing but marrying each other and getting they got high. A, they have a giant population because they multiply by like thousands on on a daily basis. They Mormons. Do Mormons drive cars? Oh my God. Stop that. Are those Mormon, the... You're thinking about Amish. <laughs> they got the horse and carriage. So Mormons yes. out here in these streets. Yes. And it's a thousand per house. <laughs> Maybe. So they ain't driving like that. They only got they one car. Bring- you're there are modern day Mormons <laughs> that are in these streets that are just like you and me. They just believe in a different version of Christianity, kind of. I know. They're not, I know they're Mormons not all like FLDS, like stuck on a compound together. There uh, are there are definitely those. And majority of the time, <laughs> welcome to our history podcast. Majority of the time, if they're on a compound, it's because they still believe in the polygamy part of it, and they're still practicing that. And that is technically outlawed, except for in certain states. And even then, like, it's not okay, but you get away with it because people turn it by now. Either way, so they go and isolate themselves so that they can still practice that. <laughs> but for them, and those compounds do exist, but that is not the majority of the religion. <laughs> this all sounds like Waco. I just watched that, pod, <laughs> that Netflix series. That shit go hard. I already knew the story, but it's cool to see it visual. Anyways. Uh, back to some little shit. I'm not here for now. If he gets pulled over, the cops don't want to press charges. It's one off thing. This is crazy. The kid really took the car and, and took the fuck off. Cool. Don't fucking have Jamie Foxx and Shaq and everybody else in <laughs> the, the local dealership and the guy with the Lamborghini. Cause then little Jose is gonna do this shit again. <laughs> Jose. <laughs> Adrian is gonna do this shit again. If you're looking at him, he looks like either him or his daddy. His name's Jose. <laughs> and I love um, I love my pe- people of color. But it just um, looked like that's his name. Yeah, and the, the guy, when the guy was questioned about why he wanted to reach out to the kid, he said, absolutely, I'm not encouraging kids to go out and take their parents' car. And do anything else that's illegal. I'm not advocating that at all. And it was like, what? really? You think? One of the people that reached out to him, too, was a little pump, naturally. Of course. That's his cousin. Now, the the thing is what I'm not understanding is if you're saying all this shit and you're saying we're not rewarding this little kid, why in the fuck are you showing him your expensive cars? Wait, wait, wait. I made him way older than what he is. This motherfucker was five. Oh, we said he was 10? 
I said he was 10. My bad. He's kind of a big-ass five-year-old. But <laughs> Exactly. It looked like he's supposed to be playing in a little league. He looked like the one chunky kid in every little league World Series that hit the bombs on the one team. Yeah, when they New go Mexico. to introduce themselves, he goes, I drop bombs. <laughs> yeah. I like big rigs. <laughs> big old chunky. Okay, so he's five. That makes it a little cuter but more dangerous. So maybe it's okay to have Big Shaq Diesel say what's up to him or whatever. But this is really complex in all the news of the media outlets fault. If this shit would have just went by the wayside, if outside was open, nobody would give a shit about this. But now <laughs> outside closed. We all got to get on little uh, Hector for not. Stop Did he have it. a seatbelt on? Did he have that much sense? How does feet touch? He, he ain't five. They lying. You know how you can lie on your birth certificate? Have the kid play the little league? They lied on his birth certificate. <laughs> I, ooh, I was going to say something real wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also uh, had $3 on him with his intention to buy the Lamborghini. Oh, my God. Well, can you imagine? I just, you steal the car and then, like, you go get to ride in the car that you were going to buy. I don't know if I want to say all or beat his ass. <laughs> like, what would I do if Charlie took my car? And said she was going to go buy whatever the well, fuck. Well, and also in the 30 minutes or so that he was gone, because you know they, well, hopefully they noticed <laughs> at some point. Oh, what if you had been sitting downstairs watching TV and the police show up at the door with your kid? <laughs> like, did you know your car was gone? They need to be better parents. Because I know regardless if either of my doors open in this house, I get a chime and I get a phone alert. And I plan on keeping it that way for as long as I live, no matter what house I'm in. Because when you have children, especially ones, because you got to admit he's bright. He's not a dummy because he, he's paid attention to something enough to know how to operate a vehicle. He didn't, he had to go in either reverse or drive out of a whatever. This is like an apartment complex. He had to get to the fucking highway. Mm-hmm. He made, he... He went over a lot of feats to get to where he was. So I will applaud him for that. But it's horrible parenting because you ain't got nothing on your house to let you know when shit is cracking. This motherfucker left out without a, a trace. You, what you if he found. was, I don't know, playing outside? And he just got the keys? Yeah, maybe the keys was like on a porch or something or in the garage. Mm. This is very possible. I don't know. I could see how it would happen, especially if you've been in quarantine every single day. Y'all been doing the same thing every single day. Like the kids could be going in and out. They probably just thought he was going out outside to go play mm-hmm. or some shit. And he was like, "Nope, I got other other plans." I'm finna get this yellow Lamborghinis. He probably can't even say the damn car right if he's five years old. I <laughs> couldn't even call his friends, let him know what he was gonna do. I'm finna buy a Lamborghini. Lamborghini. <laughs> Yeah, how do you know what a Lamborghini was? Call of Duty. I mean, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> okay, but we played racing games that weren't things like that. Like, I knew... Uh, what was that damn driving game on PlayStation? The original one. And the theme was cars. Gran Turismo? Test Drive 6? That's a lot of test drives, but... <laughs> test Drive? Test Drive what was is- a franchise. Gran Turismo was a franchise. Uh, I'm talking about Test Drive, I think. You know what we were talking about the other day? Um, fucking, uh, what was that Nintendo 64 game? 
cruise. What was it? Damn it. We were just talking about it. I used to play the fuck out of that game, too. Crazy Taxi? Mm-mm. Yeah, Test Drive 6 is what I used to play on a regular PlayStation. Um, what happened I, to the I, first damn Test Drive? The first five. How did you get to six? I don't know. That's the one that I played all the time. I guess they sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... But Test Drive 6 had a, a Lamborghini that you customized, and I got it every single time. That's what I drove with. And I got um, Cruising USA. That's the, the game I'm thinking of for Nintendo 64. And I would make my Lamborghini lime green. But did you know it was a Lamborghini? I Yeah. So why can't he know what a Lamborghini is? I didn't know at five. Oh. That's what I just said. He said, yeah. Oh, so you didn't no. know what a Lamborghini was at five. But no, it- I, knew, I knew what it was at seven. <laughs> But the advancement is Grand Theft Auto, you know it's a fucking Lamborghini and any other racing game is all licensed. So they say like Lamborghini, Camaro, Porsche, whatever. So I guess if you hear it long enough and if you're playing mm-hmm. online games, you figure out it's a Lamborghini. Why mm-hmm. the fuck you want a Lambo and not a Tesla is beyond me, but... <laughs> he wasn't that advanced. He wasn't yeah. that involved. Yeah, they ain't got Teslas on Grand Theft Auto yet. <laughs> I think Ooh. the parents need to take the system for a while, uh, let him enjoy his little 15 minutes of fame, beat his ass once when outside, come back. Don't let this get away unnoticed. His first grade teacher is going to be lit, though. She's going to go to the other teacher and be like, you remember that little boy that stole that car? He's in my class. <laughs> and he's going to steal her car, too, <laughs> during recess. The other teacher going to be like, you better watch your pencils. Yep. That's a cute story, though. I guess. Cute is the word for it. A.K.A. Hector. (laughs) Or Jose. That might be the title. Adrian, also known as Jose. I don't know if you want to die on that sword, fam. Well, I've died on less. (laughs) I've died on daggers, Jordan. All right. (laughs) Give a shit about a sword. Pocket knives. (laughs) A fork, my nigga. A fork. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. In a, a world and a week full of six nine B, wrap us up. <laughs> so the moral of the story this week is that the only way twenty twenty could get any weirder, and honestly, what could also quite possibly be the biggest fundraiser of all time, is if the troll god himself, six nine, challenged Mike Tyson to a bare knuckle pay per view fight. Yo, <laughs> my head just exploded. If nothing else, I need to see the celebrity death match. Lord, that, that's we continue it. Our, we continue our campaign to bring celebrity death match back. That's definitely an episode. Six nine versus Tyson, and Hell six yeah. nine fucks around and wins somehow. Yeah, with like some sort of his hair has like something hidden inside of it. Yeah, with some sort of weapon. Look, we need to pitch this shit. MTV, holla at us, man. We we got some Matter ideas. Matter of fact, if you share the podcast, also share the hashtag Bring Back Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah, man. That shit go That's hard. our new campaign for 2020. We need it. Exactly. So, send out that hashtag. Thank you for listening. And just don't be the next fucking meme. Holla. Deuces. <laughs>